This April the 20th marks the first time that cannabis will be legal in Canada on the unofficial holiday uh, for marijuana lovers. And while more Canadians are on board with cannabis, there are still many who are confused, some even intimidated by cannabis. And we've invited Michelle Latinsky with us uh, to join us now. She is the Director of Education and Training at cannabis company Aphiria to walk us through some of the uh, trends in cannabis post-legalization. And she joins us here on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. Michelle, good afternoon and thanks for being with us. Thanks for having me. All right, some of the uh, big trends as we approach 420 on what is the first full year of marijuana legalization. Uh, What is uh, the the biggest trend that has uh, really stood out for you folks there? Oh, so many things. I To me, one thing is really just how open um, people are about talking about cannabis now. Before it was, you know, something people kept to themselves and talked only amongst their circles. And now just the number of people asking questions and um, being more open and honest about their curiosity has been really incredible. Um, and also just curiosity about, you know, what, how do I consume and what are the different ways in which I consume different formats? So even people looking at, it's not just about smoking anymore. It's about cannabis oils and oral sprays and soft gels and Mm -hmm. so many different options. Do you think that the stigma, and we talked a lot about that leading up to the legalization date in October. Do you think uh, six months or so in is the stigma, stigma around marijuana? Has it lessened a bit? It's lessened. I wouldn't say it's gone completely. Um, But again, there seems to be some less, there's definitely less negativity around it. And again, people just being more um, open and engaging in conversations, interested in um, being educated about cannabis. And so so definitely, I I think a year from now, it'll it will look completely different than today, but I've, I've seen a lessening of the stigma for sure. Okay. Let's talk a bit about some of the uh, trends that we're starting to see develop. And uh, one in particular is uh, CBD oil. And uh, speaking of stigmatization uh, and uh, when it comes to, uh, you know, medicine and medical uh, marijuana, this really seems to be kind of catching on when it comes to uh, pain management. Yeah. So CBD definitely gained traction in the, you know, in terms of medical cannabis and and patients accessing it in Canada for the last few years. I think one of the biggest surprises in the recreational market when I talk to the retail staff um, across the country is that they say the number of people, I think there was definitely an expectation that consumers coming in would be looking for high THC products and everyone just wants to get high and, and it's not been that way at all. Certainly there is a consumer looking for that, but they said the number of people coming in and asking questions about CBD oil and, and wanting to try it has just, you know, been beyond everyone's expectations. And particularly amongst the uh, senior citizens in the country, from what I've read, uh, when it comes to things like uh, arthritis and, again, trying to uh, manage pain. Yeah, again, anecdotally, a lot of the retail staff will say they, their number one customer is, you know, they'll get two older ladies that come in together, you know, looking a little bit shy, and then they ask questions together about CBD oil. So, again, I think um, having medical cannabis legalized in Canada first and all the conversations that started to happen around CBD and how um, it may have benefits for things like pain and inflammation um, have really sort of moved over to the recreational market. So you're seeing um, really an opening up of cannabis being used for health and wellness. Yeah, um, another big uh, headline, Michelle, that I've read recently is that there's uh, work afoot to, to develop some sort of strain of uh, pot or marijuana that doesn't make you hungry afterwards. Uh, have you heard about this? Well, again, it's the research right now shows that it's the THC component of cannabis that um, 
So again, the, the component that makes you high also is what uh, stimulates appetite and it may give you what's known as the munchies. Um, but it doesn't appear that CBD does the same. Um, at least it looks that way right now. So if you're using a, a strain that's higher in CBD, it may not stimulate your appetite the way um, a strain that's high in THC. Okay, works. but could we see recreational marijuana in the not-too-distant future that wouldn't give you those munchies? Because I think that's one of the side effects that uh, some people sort, sort of dread that they're worried about maybe weight gain. Yeah, again, that's where we're seeing this whole um, demand um, and interest in, in high CBD products, which, I, you know, I don't necessarily think of CBD as a recreational product. Right now it's sold in uh, retail locations and online, um, you know, as part of the legalized recreational market. But I think what you'll start to see is a shift towards more health and wellness and maybe CBD products get merchandised there um, as opposed to with the high THC products so that you won't, you know, if you were to take a product, um, in the hopes of having it reduce pain and inflammation, for example, that you wouldn't it wouldn't stimulate your appetite as well. All right. Also, the a trend, what seems to be trending when it comes to uh, marijuana, is uh, marijuana-infused uh, drinks. What can you tell us uh, about that and where that's at? So those are not yet legal in Canada. Um, the government has set a target date of October uh, 2019. So we hope uh, by the end of the year we will you know, you'll start to see more um, cannabis-infused beverages available in the market. But I think there's just a lot of talk and excitement around them right now, uh, research and development opportunities, companies just looking at ways they can innovate in that space. Um, but currently through legal channels, you cannot purchase cannabis-infused beverages at this time. Yeah. Is there any official word on uh, cannabis-infused alcohol, uh, wine, beer, that sort of thing? Because uh, I can imagine that's going to cause some uh, controversy because it seems as if, you know, you're kind of getting a, a double bang for your buck there, the alcohol and the uh, the marijuana. So we are still, again, waiting for the regulations on the next phase of what um, cannabis looks like in terms of edibles and beverages, again, with an expected date uh, of October 2019. It seems at this point that um, you may have to look at things like de-alcoholized beverages. Um, but again, we hopefully in the next couple of months, we'll see exactly what those regulations Okay, and you uh, just uh, just mentioned edibles, and that's the last thing I really wanted to hit on when it comes to uh, trends, because there's been a lot of talk about that. Uh, where yeah. are we when it comes to uh, edible uh, marijuana? So we are in the same position as beverages. We are waiting for the next set of regulations to roll out that will tell um, companies exactly uh, what they are allowed to produce. Currently, you cannot legally purchase edibles um, on the recreational market. What you can do, however, is make your own edibles at home. So whether you're looking at purchasing dried flour legally um, or cannabis oils, you can use those um, for cooking and adding to foods after. Is, um, is brownie well. still the most popular? Is that what people are making at home? People still talk about brownies because it's been done for so many years, but I think the innovation you're going to see once uh, it is legalized in Canada is going to look completely different. I hope it's not all about brownies because I think there's so many other opportunities out there. Yeah, well, what kind of other things are people baking, cooking, or, or making when we talk about edibles? Uh, what else other than brownies? But, so you can really make, you can infuse anything. So what a lot of people do, um, you can make cannabis butter or cannabis oil and use it to infuse any sort of baked goods. But what I'm seeing a lot of people now, because you can um, purchase cannabis oils, is just really adding it to any food item after it's been prepared. So you could make, let's say, a salad and you add a bit of cannabis oil to the salad dressing um, or a stir fry and adding the drops in. So it's actually easier now that cannabis oil exists, um, including you know, flavorless, tasteless options.
Just finally, as 420 approaches uh, on Saturday, are we expecting a, a bigger celebration maybe than normal since this is the first 420 uh, under legalization in this country? I think there's lots of different options now. Um, you know, for all the advocates and enthusiasts who fought for years um, on 420, fighting for legalization, I think they have more to celebrate this year. They've come a long way. Um, I don't know that it's entirely mainstream yet. I mean, there's definitely events happening around Toronto for people who want to take part in the celebration. But I think you'll see in the coming years kind of a rebrand of 420 and, and different brands and companies help taking it to the next level to make it um, accessible for all Canadians to take part in. So lots to celebrate. Um, but again, I'm not sure that everyone will be participating in it this weekend. All right. We will have to leave it there. Michelle, really appreciate the time. Uh, thanks so much for joining us. Thanks for having me. There goes Michelle Latinsky, Director of Education and Training at Afuria, a cannabis uh, company.